Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash podcast. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week. Uh, coming off of Aftershock, we got a, a packed studio here. LJ, good to see you, man. Good evening, sir. And Carmen, good to see you as well. Thank you. And Aaron, once again, what's up, man? What's going on? Uh, we got lots of things to talk about, lots of different uh, events and uh, releases today, all kinds of uh, things going on on this big uh, Friday. There's actually a ton of releases that um, came out today. It's one of the biggest weeks of the year uh, in releases, so we'll get to those in just a minute. But if you guys want to win some new CDs, we got a bunch in from Dive, Lagwagon, Face to Face, The Drowns, The Menzingers, and more. All you got to do is text the word podcast to 68683. Go through the steps to confirm your entry for uh, this month's giveaway. And so this episode, we're going to be talking about the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees that were announced this week. Record Store Day list out for Black Friday. Ozzy postponing his European tour dates. Kurt Cobain's unwashed cardigan is up for auction. Uh, Like the yellow one? No, the green. It's like a green green. colored. Okay. Uh, Guns and Roses. (laughs) Banning a super fan after music leaks. Uh, Alice in Chains have their own bourbon. Green Day gets their own coffee. Ivan Moody expands his CBD offerings. Also, movie entertainment news on this day and music history trivia. Conspiracy Corner Weekly, what the fuck and more. That's on the way. But look at all of these releases today. Uh, this is just in alphabetical mm, order. Uh-huh. Um, Aha is releasing some deluxe editions of their uh, you know old school releases. Alice Merton, Alter Bridge, Bad, Barry, Basement Revolver, Battles, Blackstone, Cherry, The Blame, The Bleeding, Chris Jansen, Circles Around the Sun with Joe Russo, The Cure, 40 Live, uh, 25th Anniversary release on there, Dan McAfee of Nazareth, David Monks of Tokyo Police Club, David J of Bauhaus, Uh, Deep Purple has some vinyl reissues, Doors have The Soft Parade, 50th Anniversary Deluxe Edition, uh... Earth Eater, Electric Guest, Emily Wise Band, a bunch of bands. I mean, look at these guys. Jethro Tull, Jewel, uh, Vinyl Reissue, Jim James um, from My Morning Jacket, uh, Jimmy World, John Carpenter, Halloween Expanded Edition. That's kind of cool. Mark Lanigan from Screaming Trees, Mark Hollis of Talk Talk. Look at all these bands. The Muffs. Uh, That's sad. Uh, That bass player uh, from that band just passed away, and their new album came out. Uh, No Holiday. Uh, what else we got here? Look at all this. Rob Halford of Judas Priest. Santa Cruz, we interviewed them this past weekend uh, at Aftershock. Stiff Little Fingers, they got a new album out. Third Eye Blind has a new album called Screamer. Uh, White Reaper, Yuck, and more. All, all coming out today, so check those out. Uh, we didn't get to this last week because we had Aftershock, but um, Ginger Baker uh, passed away, the drummer for Cream. Uh, big, um, I mean, huge influence on the rock world. Uh, Cream was the first supergroup. Like when everybody like talks about supergroups and all of that stuff, Cream was the very first one for rock and roll that was a collection of like guys that had been in other prominent bands that got together mm-hmm. and formed a a new band. And that's why it was called Cream. It was like you know, rise to the top, right? The cream of the crop, you know, whatever you want to, yeah. you know. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away October 6th at the age of 80. Um, he was, uh, check this out. I mean, it, he has, he's got a crazy story. Like, he's got a crazy life. Uh, Ginger Baker, he was actually ba- based out of West Africa. It was the subject of the critically acclaimed 2012 documentary, Beware Mr. Baker, which shed light on his tough and at times misanthropic personality which underscored some of his problems in his bandmates and cream and blind faith had with him uh he was married four times has three adult children he was born peter baker in england um uh so i mean he he was just in all kinds of bands uh he ended up with jack bruce who was the bass player and eric clapton who was the guitarist of cream and so they they were the first kind of like big group at the time 
They really, they, you know, they kind of paved the way for Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin. They were... Uh, Traveling Wilburys. Well, yeah. <laughs> a little bit later. <laughs> Highway man. You know. All those super groups that ended up, you know, a little bit later on. But I think they mean, like, in terms of, um, at the time, it was that English-based pop and more revolutionary sounds which kind of paved that way for the stuff that they were doing. They were really out there. A lot of the bands at that time were just playing it safe, and it was kind of Beatles and, you know, hold your hand and all that stuff. Money-making. Cream was, like, one of the ones that really, like, they were almost like a jam band in a way where they just kind of wrote this psychedelic almost anti-pop kind of music, you know? It was musicianship, like the best bass player around, Eric Clapton, best bass or guitarist around, Ginger Baker, best drummer around, and they got together and wrote these, like, wild tracks, you know? It was pretty wild uh, at, at the time. Um, but they just only released, I think, what, three albums. Oh, no, four. Fresh Cream, Disraeli Gears, which is their most popular, Wheels of Fire, which is also good, and then goodbye. I'm not sure, not familiar with that one. Never but, heard of that one. Um, they they had you know a really amazing kind of Im- impact on the rock and roll kind of community and everything. It was a really cool thing for them. Um, I do have a quote here, um, a couple quotes uh, about Ginger Baker. Um, let me let me find them here. Here's Eric Clapton uh, talking about it. I think Eric. This is the one where Eric Clapton was asked if he believed that. Bruce Baker had all started on the same page uh, musically. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up. Here we go. Definitely had an aim and a direction to go in, but we lost it, and we lost the direction through just touring without stopping and reevaluating where we were going. You know, we got to a point where we were just doing it by numbers and uh, going over the same old ground and seeing that we could make a lot of money that way without really having to stretch. So you can see, like, a lot of those bands get that in that funk where they're just like, yeah, we can make money, but I'm not being creative. You're right. I'm not enjoying it. You're not you know? pushing yourself. Um, here's another Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull talking about Ginger Baker's uh, attitude. He was notoriously, like, a curmudgeon. Ginger Baker decided to grace us with his presence and then, unfortunately, disgraced himself because he failed to complete a rehearsal on Friday or Saturday without walking off in a hissy fit. And he was um, basically pretty much impossible to work with and, uh, I mean, very, very rude to the rest of us musicians who tried to be supportive. You know, I, I for one, on two occasions went to Ginger and said, come on, Ginger, come on, you know, how are you doing? What can we do? How can we make this better for you? But he's just a man in a very bad mood all the time (laughs) so there you go uh that was he was talking about his 1993 rock and roll hall of fame induction Uh, apparently didn't get along very well uh back then all right so let's move on though rest in peace though great drummer um all right rock news kicking it off this week rock and roll hall of fame induction nominees so these are the bands that are uh, up for rock and roll hall of fame induction we all know rock and roll hall of fame is a kind of a bullshit boys club. Uh, the guys who run it are these fucking total weirdos who haven't inducted a bunch of great bands that are fine. Like Motorhead is finally uh, on the list this year, which Motorhead should have been on the list, fuck, forever ago. Thin Lizzy as well, T-Rex, Depeche Mode, they're all finally getting on here this year. Soundgarden. Uh, but some of the odd ones, Notorious B.I.G. is on here. Hmm. Pat Benatar, Whitney Houston, and uh, Dave Matthews Band eligible also for the first time. So you guys can all vote for who you want on there. Uh, you can go to, I think it's rockhall.com, and uh, you can vote. Uh, there's more than 800 artists that are um, eligible. Those are the top ones that we said uh, up there. So. Rufus and Shaka Khan yeah, and the MC5 are like Shaka my Khan, favorite. Shaka I can't Khan. believe I, they got my vote. Yeah, that's definitely, um, <laughs> that's definitely uh, worth it. MC5 is, is up there as well. Craftwork, Togged Rudengren. Um, so you guys can vote. Nine Inch Nails, Judas Priest, uh, they they are up again. They have also been on the list before, but they haven't made it yet. So hopefully they'll get enough votes. I think definitely Judas Priest, especially those guys are all about to die. It's like just Jeez. give it to them, you know. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, so anyway, I have some um, interesting little quotes here. Kim Thiel from uh, Soundgarden talking about the rock and roll. Hall of Fame induction and how he feels about it. I felt proud. I thought this is important, especially for the legacy of Soundgarden and for Chris's legacy. 
Enterprise and as well as a posthumous Enterprise. There's still things we want to release that have not been just old tapes, some live performances. So in that regard, there is a current concern, but also I'm looking back and I think in terms of the legacy and something like this nomination, it is important. I never had the opportunity to look back before and to understand it that way and the legacy and the body of work that we've completed up to this point. So you see, I mean, a lot of the bands do feel validation from it, even though it's kind of, you know, skewed. It's still, if you get, if you're lucky enough to roll the dice, so to speak, and, and get the nod, it is pretty um, awesome. Here's Rob Halford, uh, lead singer of Judas Priest, talking about uh, how he feels about it. It's just fantastic. Just to be in the same category as all of the other extraordinary talent is a thrill. And it just re-emphasizes the broad spectrum of what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame represents. So it's a little bit of everybody again. So there you go. Um, also, Motorhead uh, being inducted. Mickey D, or Mikey D, um, uh, he was talking about uh, how he feels about it. Check it out. We've been waiting for that for a long time, you know? And in my book, if anyone really deserves to be in that Hall of Fame, it's Motorhead in so many ways because they're the inspiration of thousands of bands. All right. And... Uh, uh, a couple more, but I won't play them for you. A lot of people are excited about it. Uh, so it's pretty cool. Um, it's, a, it's a really big thing for all the artists involved, and you can vote for your favorite artist at rockhall.com. Check it out. Uh, Record Store Day coming up for Black Friday. The list is out, recordstoreday.com. I'm not going to go through the whole list. You guys can check it out. Maybe we'll do it when we get closer to the actual day. But um, one of the things that a lot of people are talking about is U2 reissuing their 1979 debut EP for Record Store Day, which is uh, the first time, and it's the 40th edition, or excuse me, 40th anniversary of the band. So it's going to be available for the first time. It was released in Ireland in 1979, and it wasn't released in the United States <clears throat> uh, at that time. So it's kind of cool. And a lot of the albums made it on to their first major release uh, from this EP. So this is the first time that fans can get this kind of raw recordings in a very you know, good audio format. Um, it's a 12-inch single. It's kind of cool. And uh, they're going to be kicking off their final dates of their tour in New Zealand for you 2 so check that out. Okay, so here we go. We were talking about this. <laughs> Look at this thing. Here's a picture of it. Yeah, it's even got a stain. Of. It's no, got a stain no. on the right pocket there. Kurt Cobain's iconic green cardigan goes on the auction block again. Uh, it's the one he wore in the 1994 MTV Unplugged performance. This is the second time it's been on the auction block, wow. and it's reportedly still has not been washed. That's uh, gross. <clears throat> That's uh, gross. So I uh, said, "Quote: This could have like done heroin in that sweater. What's that stain? <laughs> this I know. It's like he left a hot pocket there in his little. Uh, he nodded out. Uh, so <laughs> what? Probably threw up on himself. <laughs> it could be. Um, Julian <laughs> spokesperson rinse it off with water. Said about the sweater. <laughs> Just rubbed it in. <laughs> Quote, it's very important we don't wash it. The stains are still there. Uh. There's even cigarette burns that you can see on the sweater. Mm. Uh, it first sold for uh, $137,000 in nuts. 2015. That's just like a dad, like a 90s dad type of cardigan. I mean, that's... Yeah, Mr. You know. Rogers might have worn that same shit, huh? I got it. Yeah. Apparently, the owner is a <laughs> businessman who prefers to remain anonymous, and he mm. kept it in an un, uh, acid-free <laughs> tissue in the safe. He's uh, a trash person, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, businessman sh- is the easiest thing to he, claim. He you wants know, to remain yeah. anonymous. He wants to remain rich. He's going to sell that for a lot of money. It's expected to sell for over three hundred thousand dollars. Good grief! That's Crazy. Wow. Could end mm. up in like a museum or someone's home museum or something or you ever go to like those like a hard rock cafe or something and they always yeah. have like those things encased yeah, uh, like yeah. outfits yeah they do the one, in, yep. the one in Tahoe had like Elvis Presley's gi he was like a black belt in karate and shit <laughs> oh like tight <laughs> The one I in just, Vegas has something of Kurt Cobain's. I remember we took yeah, a picture of that. Yeah, it was uh, one of his guitars yeah. and like another outfit of yeah. his. I just fear it's like Martin Shkreli all over again. With it's going to be Kanye, Wu-Tang and album. he's going to wear it. Kanye's just going to wear it. He's just going <laughs> to yeah. wear it out, buy it for three hundred grand. Oh be like, yeah, this is the ultimate grunge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
All right. That and some mom jeans. Uh, mm. Aussie postponing 2020 European tour dates. This is hmm. Aussie. Not looking good for Aussie. It's uh, Aussie. Well, um, it's the same type of deal. Apparently, it's uh, his, his recent bout of pneumonia. The European leg of his No More Tours 2 was rescheduled now for January through March of 2020 with the North American dates uh, to follow in May. Uh, he says he's... Uh, you're just going to have to be a little more patient. I'm postponing the European tour because I'm not ready. When I do come back on an American tour, I want to be 100% ready to come rock out and knock your effing socks off. So mm. hmm. he's not ready. doesn't say he's really, like, super ill. It's just, like, maybe he hasn't had enough time to well, yeah, with pneumonia, you know, practice you for a show and get ready physically for it. You know, power he's not same. ready to do it. Probably just keep postponing until he's a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, just uh, Skype. He's just Skyping it. Who <laughs> beat David Bowie here? What is this? Uh, yeah, so Tool what? scored the first number one in 13 on. years at Rock Radio. But here's the deal. They beat David Bowie in the running time. It's also the record right now for the longest number one song ever on the Billboard charts. Mm. At a clocking time of 10 minutes and 21 seconds. It's a full 24 seconds longer than the previous record holder, David Bowie's Black Star. Okay. But will people sit and listen to that song all the way till the end? Like you would do with Black Star? I mean, yeah. you're going to listen to a whole... Oh, yeah. Wow. Have you, would, have you heard know. the album yet? You haven't heard you know, it like yet? You know, like if it's on in the car and then you pull up into your driveway, do you get out of the car if it's still playing? Or do you listen to it all the way to the end like you would with Black Star and listen to the whole... <laughs> Well, I'm. I, I always. Would I you? always try and li- listen to every song. Usually, that you know, if I'm listening I mean, to a good song. If you had eight song, minutes left, would you sit in your driveway? For uh, I don't know minutes? about that. <laughs> <laughs> but don't idle your cars, people. Have you heard the new Tool album? <laughs> have Especially you, if you already closed the door. Have you heard it? No. All right. Well, I don't think you can really. You well, know, but you I've can't heard... critique it until you've heard it. Yeah. Uh, maybe you would. Maybe Ooh. you'd be impressed by it. You never know. Uh, and also, the radio version isn't that long. It's like half that. <clears throat> so the, if you heard it on the radio, it's only like seven minutes. Uh, but the full album version is 10 minutes, 21 seconds. Anyway, number one track. Uh, and they just kicked off their tour at Aftershock. It was a great show. Aftershock was a, a, a great uh, festival once again. We did all of our recaps. Uh, we're not going to go through it tonight. You can check it all out. Uh, we did an episode each night. Uh, for the past three episodes, so check those out uh, with interviews and more from a lot of great bands. Uh, and also a big announcement at Aftershock this year was that Metallica is the headliner next year. They've already announced that Metallica is going to play two nights next year on a Friday and a Sunday, and they're going to play two different sets of music each night. And apparently they're going to play other major festivals, and each festival they're going to play a different set than the last set. So each festival is going to get supposedly a totally unique set list uh, from Metallica. Like if you were to see them in Kentucky and then to go to California, you'd see completely different songs. Aren't they supposed to open up at Chase Center? They already did, yeah. Oh, they did do that already. Yeah, they did it with the uh, S&M, the symphony thing okay i'm lost here i thought that he that that james hetfield was in rehab he is i know and they're already announcing tour days for 2020 which is kind of crazy right so did he go into rehab after they opened the chase center in san francisco yes okay it was pretty much immediately after that all right it's almost like they kind of like held it together to do that (laughs) because that was a big big deal when was that beginning or end of september and then, like, James Hetfield, like, went to rehab, like, pretty much immediately after that. Um, but anyway, I hope he gets better and gets it together for the big tour coming up next year. I hope so, because they're going to have to cancel it if he doesn't. Yeah, you James, know? don't disappoint your fans. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to, like, just uh, book a tour when your dude's in rehab and you're just like, hey, man, we got this tour booked, so get it together. That's a lot of pressure, right? Yeah, I mean, the train does, doesn't stop, I guess. I mean, look, we, you just talked about Ozzy. I mean, he should just be retired by now, but... He's also like, oh, just hold on a second. I'll, I'll, I'll be right there. Yeah, oh, just, he's like literally falling apart, and he's yeah. like, oh, I'll, I'll make it, guys. I'll be right there. You know, I'll put on a show for you. Fuck your fucking socks off. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's their life. That's the rock and roll fucking life, right? That's like what they signed up for. That's what they do. That's how they get there. How old their, is he? Uh, who? Ozzy? 
Anybody know? I don't know. Really old. I would guess uh, like 70. He's old. like, I think, well into his 70s, probably. Uh, I don't so, know. Yeah. Look it up. Somebody somebody pull it up on one of their phones. See how old Ozzy is. Uh, as as we kick off this next Bernie segment Sanders. here. <laughs> uh, I know, right? Guns N' Roses banning their super fan. This guy, Rick Dunsford, apparently has seen the band 32 times. And, like, he's got a photo here with Axel. He's, like, named his kid Axel. He's got tattoos. Oh but here's the deal. They think that he uh, apparently leaked uh, new music that the band has been working on on an online forum. Some 20 CDs worth of unreleased Guns music was bought from a person who bought a storage locker that once belonged to the band's label rep. Tom Zutalt, and the latter had apparently abandoned the locker and they came across this music, right? So the band reached out to them asking for the material back. An agreement was made. They refunded him his money, but the original owner continued to leak the material, which the group blamed on Dunford for some reason. So I'm not really sure, but he was at a show recently and the security said that he was banned for life. That he can't go into any of the more shows. Mm-hmm. And that if he shows up, he'll be arrested on site at a Guns N' Roses show. Mm. If he comes in in disguise. <laughs> Maybe he's going to have to. That'd be hilarious if they, if he did. Yeah. With like a fucking out. mustache and a beard and everything. Maybe he will. Who knows? But uh, that guy won't be there <laughs> yeah. for their next tour. He should also take a break. Uh, by Ozzy, is, he's going to be 71 in December, by the way. Hey! <laughs> I almost got it. Yeah, he's younger than 71. I, well, yeah. so he is seventy. Yeah, he's younger. He's 70. So he is seventy. I got it. Yeah. I nailed he was it. Like at least seventy-four. <laughs> oh, hey Charles, what's up? Oh, hey Chris. Hey Slugger, you look down. What's wrong? I don't know, Chris. Things just haven't been going well for me. My energy seems low. I can't focus at the office. I have trouble feeling powerful like I used to. My arms seem a little saggy. Yesterday, I stared at a bridge for six hours from the roof of a stranger's car. When they asked me to get down, I screamed the name Bette Midler at them several times. I just feel lousy. I don't know what's wrong. Well, I know what's wrong, champ. You do? Yeah. You're not getting enough fortification to those bones with the nutritional content in crow's milk. Huh? That's right, crow's milk. Here, try some. Okay. Mmm. Thick. Sure it is. Crow's Milk blends the perfect amount of nutrient-fortified crow's eggs with dairy-based products we all enjoy. It's like a drink in a way, but in a way, it's not like a drink at all. Right, and the patented flavor and energy crystals resting deep inside that bottle of cool, refreshing crow's milk gives you the fight you need to pump those muscles up like a crow. Energy crystals like sugar? Sure, and remember, crow's milk is specifically designed to give you a unique charge of protein with amino acids that do something like science for you. Yeah, I can feel the charge right now. It really gives you an I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude. Well, okay. So, Charles, how do you feel now? I mean, I mean like, 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 deep, deep down? down? Really reach in there, you know, think about it. Like guar lyrics, Chris. Yeah, good. Now go get them, slugger. And remember, crow's milk can be used as shampoo as well to help replenish those nasty hair follicles. Huh? Crow's milk, available upon request in most countries. Buy it today. <laughs> um, all right. Check it out. This is We were just talking about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but the fan vote is, is something different. Um that you guys can actually all participate at rockhall.com. And the, the number one right now for the fan vote is Motley Crue, along with Blink-182 in second place, Iron Maiden in third, Dave Matthews Band, Sticks, Cher in sixth place. Mm. That is fucking crazy. Uh, Boston and Weezer. <laughs> it's literally any band that's eligible that you want to induct, and if there's enough fans that vote for it, yeah. it can get up there. And it's the top one, the fan vote. Um uh, we'll get in there. So, <laughs> not anybody Shame. on that list. Either. I know it's kind of a uh, the only one that I would vote for is Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden yeah. deserves to be in there. Yeah, for sure. They've been a, a fucking badass band since the '80s, and they they deserve it. They've been eligible for uh, like 20 years, and they're the only one on that list besides maybe Sticks. Yeah, Sticks, Sticks, you know, Maiden. and Boston. 
but <laughs> these youngsters, not uh, they're young, but like Blink-182 and Weezer. Weezer's old. No, nope, they don't older, deserve it yet. They... Dave Matthews Band doesn't deserve it yet. Uh, yeah. But Molly Crew, that's kind of a border one for me, you know? But I, I also think that they're just like, you know, I'll be honest, they're just like this super cheesy, yeah, just... generic stuff. And it's kind of the reason why Kiss took so long to get inducted. I think they finally did, but it's like... That stuff is just so, just, I don't know, formula, yeah. formulaic nonsense that, you know, it's like they've had their time. They got their money. They did, you know, that for a reason to make that money. It's cheesy. But a band like Iron Maiden who kind of went against the grain, didn't have radio singles, you know, I think those guys that have the longevity and the fan base deserve it, you know, over the years. Anyway, so vote for yours at rockhall.com. There's also a cool new uh, documentary coming out. It's called The Rainbow. And it's really cool. It's about it's going to be featuring in interviews with Ozzy slash Gene Simmons, Lita Ford, and Lemmy Kilmeister, as well as others. And it's going to look mm-hmm. at the history of Hollywood's Rainbow Bar and Grill and the Whiskey A Go Go on the Sunset oh, Strip. Cool. Yeah, it gives viewers apparently an inside look at the Maglieri family, Whoa. who own both f- venues and dedicate their lives to preserving rock history. Mm-hmm. It will be available on demand October 29th. I was just looking up rainbow in different languages today, the word rainbow. Oh, yeah? kind of interesting. What was uh, an interesting one? Well, Can you share? Uh, Italian is arcabaleno. Oh. And uh, in Cherokee, in a lot of Native American languages, the word for rainbow means there are others, or they're like, oh. so it refers to like, like all a spirit world or something. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. Interesting. Right on. Um, well, another little fact this week. Guns N' Roses' Sweet Child of Mine is the first 1980s video to hit a billion views. A so, billion. A wow. billion views. Billions and billions. That's awesome. It yeah. might have helped that it was on uh, Apple Music and they are forcing it down people's throats. Yeah, <laughs> I know, sure. right? I always think of that scene from, like, Step Brothers. <laughs> what? When they're singing that? that in the car, right? <laughs> like, his, his, like, nerdy brother. Kid? They're like doing oh. an acapella, and he's like, "You're flat," and they're all singing. <laughs> I love that Sweet part. That's like the best. Yeah, that kid could he could rip too. <laughs> um. All right. So Foo Fighters got another goddamn live EP that they they've been releasing these things like almost seems like every G-D-E-P. fucking week that I'm saying this, but they have another set of live tracks. If you want to check it out, Foo Fighters' latest EP is out. Um. Also, I thought this was more interesting is that. Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins <clears throat> has a side group called the Coattail Riders, and they're going to be releasing their latest album called Cross the Line, or excuse me, Get the Money. Their latest single is called Cross the Line, and it features Dave Grohl and, yes, vocalist John Davidson, but look who else is on the album. Uh, Queen drummer Roger Taylor, the Eagles' Joe Walsh, Pat wow. Smear, Duff McKagan, yeah. Nancy Wilson from Heart, uh, the Pretenders' Chrissy Hind, and Perry Farrell, Leanne Rhymes and more. <laughs> I know. It sounds like the a really... Coattail Writers. It's like the antithesis to uh, the cream, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, like... <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the guys just like uh, riding on the, the coattails of the more successful people. Mm-hmm. So that's a cool band name, and it sounds like a cool album. So check that out. It's coming out. Get uh, get the money November 8th. That guy, doesn't he look like the guy from Mr. Robot, um, Rami Malek? That's mm. the lead singer of The Killers. In though. that lighting, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he's got a new album coming out, uh, apparently. Well, no, they they haven't released uh, any info as far as a release date, but they have shared a list of 13 new songs, Brandon Flowers uh, of uh, The Killers. So if you're a fan of that band, check that out. Also, Beck has released some new singles. Um, I listened to one of them's more like a minute and a half like of ambient stuff. It's called Hyper Life, and then there's one called Uneventful Days, which is the more it seems like a real single, but still kind of weird. It's kind of, I don't know, electronic. We could listen to it a little bit after the episode, but Hmm. check that out. Apparently, the album for Beck is coming out November 22nd, and it's his first since 2017. So there you go. STP has a new album, and they're going to be doing some kind of a unique tour, and it's going to focus around the Christmas time. So... And also, Purple, their legendary album, is celebrating 25th anniversary this year for Stone Temple Pilots. So, so check wait, that out. The Christmas album. I don't know. See, that's what I I said too. But they said it's not that they're going to release the info around Christmas, like it's a Christmas present hmm. or something like that. So I don't I don't know if it's like actual. This I hope is not. Half the Christmas <laughs> that it used to be. Oh, that's good. 
would be really good. Rocking <laughs> around the Christmas tree. It's <laughs> half the Christmas I used to be. <laughs> there you go. There you go. See, that's the lead single right there. You just heard it exclusively. Uh, Alice in Chain seems like every band's doing this shit these days. It's like, what are you going to make, right? Alice in Chains is doing a new bourbon, and it's mm. called All Secrets Known. Hey, who was, we were just talking about somebody a few weeks ago, that a band that had some other... Metallica had their own oh, whiskey, was, and then yeah. Slipknot had their own Slipknot, whiskey. Slipknot, that was another one, yeah. yeah. Ryan, you know? Ryan Reynolds just came out with a gin. He has an, <laughs> really? Gin. It's what? What's it called? Like Ryan Reynolds gin? Like, what the hell I is that? I don't know. I don't know what it's called, <laughs> but it's a thing. It's funny, right? Deadpool gin. It seems like these liquor companies, It's, I mean, it's smart on the liquor company to attach themselves to a celebrity or a band to kind of, you know, sell their yeah. stuff. Um, so anyway, apparently th- what makes this bourbon different is that it's finished in tequila barrels. So it gives it some kind mm. of a, I don't know about that. It sounds kind of weird. Tequila and bourbon. I don't know. Uh, mm, so different. I think bourbon is yeah. made from be- corn. That's. Oh, okay. I was like listening to something, and I'm is like, it? "What the difference is between you know the different types of whiskey?" But okay. bourbon, bourbon is a corn whiskey. Based. I feel like it has to be made in Kentucky or something, you know, for it to be called bourbon. Yeah, you know, uh, like champagne. Okay, something okay. like that. I don't Kentucky know. Bourbon. Yeah, I'm not really sure, but oh, you can check true. it out at reservebar.com if you want to order it. Um, we are talking about other things that bands are making. Well, Ivan Moody from Five Finger Death Punch has been doing this thing called Moody's Medicinals mm. and it's a high quality line of CBD and non-CBD health and wellness products. Now he's doing these AM and PM shots are certified pure CBD the AM shot is a raspberry lemonade flavor and the PM shot is lemon iced tea flavor and apparently it's like uh, like to tame anxiety. Mm. Apparently he has really bad anxiety he says quote uh, the AM and PM shots will not only complement the additional products I use to tame my anxiety, but they help me start and finish the day calm and focused. I'm not able to eat on a normal schedule when I'm out on tour, so these products help manage my appetite, end quote. Hmm. So that's interesting. Maybe it does work for him. I don't know. Um, it sounds kind of whatever. Little, I actually ha- have used some of those little CBD, not his, but some CBD shots. H- how does that work? For you, I mean, have you noticed anything like real? Like you could say, "Hey, that kind of, you know." No. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that kind of stuff. Anything? It's hard to gauge, you know, Should how effective that stuff is, you know. Yeah. When it's not really anything psycho psychotropic or whatever they call it, where it's not like an actual like CBD is very tame, you know, and it's hard to tell like if it's actually. But like my wife uses the the balm for sore muscles and things, and yeah. she swears by it. She says yeah. it's. And I've you know. u- I use that stuff too, but it's all mixed with other things too. You yeah, know? I wonder about these it's drinks. Like it seems like it'd be super diluted, and yeah. it wouldn't be. I don't know. But a shot sounds also kind of potent. Maybe it's. I don't know. We'll see. Like I'd like to come across something that's just pure CBD without mixed with any. They have like tinctures, like an oil. Yeah. You just put like a drop in yep. your own in your own drink. Or that's on your about tongue. as pure as you can get. Is the tincture stuff? Like a little dropper. Okay. Besides the salve, like the the rub stuff, I imagine. Yeah. Um, all right. Also, Green Day's got a new coffee. It's called the Farther, Father of All Dark Roasts, and it's from the Oakland. Um, it's a Oakland. It's just called Oakland, I guess. the The name of the uh, brewery or the brewery uh, <laughs> beanery. I don't know. What do you call a coffee? <laughs> a Definitely, coffee place? it's a beanery. A beanery. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. And I think. Mike Durnt is involved in that. He owns a restaurant, co-owns a restaurant in Oakland, and also something to do with coffee, so he may be involved in that. Um, All right, so there's that. And then did you hear this, that David Draymond from Disturb wants to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl? (laughs) Let's go, Jay-Z. Sign him up. He says, uh, okay, David Draymond is saying, quote, he would be honored beyond words if he could sing the U.S. national anthem, saying, quote, it would be nice to have rock represented on some level at the Super Bowl. And I'm thinking, like, how, what are you going to do to make it, I hope he doesn't try and make it rock and roll, like, in the rockets, regular, you know, like, what's he going to do to, like, try and make it rock and roll? I fucking hope not, you know? Yeah, like, it'd be in the vein of their shit. With like, I would much rather have them perform, even though they're a shit band and they're not very good or whatever. I've I would heard much- a lot of bands do it and just, like, Metallica and shit and just play just play it on guitar, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? 
Well, let's move on. Okay, guys. On this day in music history trivia, on this day in 2011, a Birmingham County, excuse me, a Birmingham County court declares bankruptcy for four of the original members of this band. Was it A, Toad the Wet Sprocket, B, UB40, or C, In Excess? What do you think? I'm going to say B, UB40. Any reason? Not at all. (laughs) It's about the time you last start hearing about them. I just, no, I never heard about, I stopped hearing about them as soon as I heard about them. I feel like they could be the type. I don't think they're bankrupt. They still got some hits. Toad the Wet Sprocket. Oh, you're going to say Toad? No, no, no. I'm going to say In Excess. In excess, yeah. Because right, they probably spend spend yeah. in excess of what they <laughs> earned. And they, I mean, right? Could it's be. right there in the name. Yeah. That's right. What other song does UB40 have besides Red Red Wine? Red Red Wine. Can't it's true. Help but fall in love with you. Or oh yeah. 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 Okay. That's, that's the then, other um, one. The follow up single to their smash hit. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, I had a friend who wrote in everybody's yearbook one year, Red Red Wine, <laughs> drink till he's fine. <laughs> oh my god. And we god. were like in seventh grade, like nobody, <laughs> like what? Nobody <laughs> knew like, what that meant. We weren't paying attention to the lyrics at that point. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, they have some other ones too, man. Check it out. Can you tell by the photo? Is that UB40? That's got to be the toad oh, of the wet yeah. sprocket. <laughs> it's UB40. Oh, it's UB40. Yeah. I was right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, uh, even after selling 70 million records over uh. their 33-year career, oh. saxophone player Brian Travers, drummer Jimmy Brown, trumpeter Terrence Astro Wilson, and percussionist Norman Hassan failed to flight off bankruptcy proceedings over debts related to the band's now-defunct record label, D.E.P., so that's what it was, is that they had a record label tied to the band or they found it or whatever that became... Yeah. They didn't come out hard with UB50. <laughs> or they're probably all, what, it's like 60 Yo, now, maybe UB60. UB Don't get it twisted, though. <laughs> they sold 70 million records. That's a huge accomplishment. Please understand that records were like $18 a piece yeah. at that time. It was like, tough. Like You had to go cash. to the store and physically buy that shit like, back I then. I gotta get that UB40 record. It wasn't like yeah. getting a download code or a, oh, you buy our ticket for our concert, you automatically get our album and somehow it turns into an album sale. It's That's bullshit. a lot of cash that, was, that yeah. you don't have anyone. We got a free happened? album tonight yeah, for, a, for a donating record? $5 to the tip hey, jar. T- oh yeah? <laughs> hey, they're touring. <laughs> They bet, of course they are. They are, yeah, 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 yeah. I was just looking up some shit. They are around the other guys there. They're trying to fucking get out of bankruptcy. Yeah, they better better fucking tour. Um, All right. Is that why all these old bands are still touring? Is it just need to stay afloat? Yes. Good Lord. That's the situation. Yes. It just broke on another level. uh, That's the state of the industry. need to go to like a trade school or something. (laughs) (laughs) Got no... um, Try some vocational classes. (laughs) Ozzy. Ozzy at a trade school. See see what's available to you. Ceramics. That'd be funny. That'd be a funny skit, you know. Welding, yeah. Like the lead guitarist from White Snakes at a fucking welding school. Yeah, just to learn a new skill. He's in his band outfit, you know, and he's like, I just don't understand all this shit. What is this? What? I gotta do that? Are you out of your mind? Heavy metal <laughs> to heavy metal welding, you know? Yeah. It's like a thing you could do. We could, that could be a charity, you know? <laughs> it's bridging the gap from out-of-work heavy metal musicians mm-hmm. to heavy metal welding. Okay, so here's the thing. He, like, puts <laughs> on his resume uh, like heavy metal, you know? And they're like, so I see you work with heavy metals before. That's right. Like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he gets the job and he doesn't really That's know what right. he's doing. That's right. Lars Ulrich just being an Uber driver. Just doing <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna take the summer off, guys. Oh man! And they're like, "Can you change the station? I hate Metallica." And then he's like, "Fine." Like, Fine. The whole thing. takes yeah. his hat off. You know who I am? No, I don't. <laughs> who are you? I took right. down Napster. <laughs> when you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Balljack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Balljack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. 
reach over and grab his ball jack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his ball jack. Woo! Ball jack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. Let's uh, do the second uh, trivia here, double trivia. On this day in 1988, October 18th, the manager of this band pleads guilty on this day to embezzling $900,000 from this band. Damn. The manager, ex-manager of this band, I should say. Was it A, Thin Lizzy, B, The Police, or C, The Beach Boys? And you'd think the police would have caught him sooner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. I didn't even catch that. That's a good one. I'm going to say Thin Lizzy just because the people that were in the band of the police and the Beach Boys were dicks themselves, so they wouldn't let somebody get over on them like that. <laughs> well, okay. I'm going right. to say Thin Lizzy. So you're saying that. All right. Aaron, what do you think? Yeah, I think this is a little past like Beach Boys Prime, so like, and police, maybe. I don't know. Thin Lizzy. I'll go with Thin Lizzy. Okay. Carmen? I don't know. I'll say, um, I don't know, Beach Boys. Because $900,000 is a lot. Maybe they were doing it for like a long time. And it was at the end. It was the Beach Boys. Oh. And it was Stephen Love, the wow. brother of Mike, a Beach Boys singer Mike Love. His own His brother. His be own sometimes, man. Dude, crazy, right? He pleads Damn. guilty in L.A. to one count of grand theft. He embezzled $900,000 from the band he formerly managed. Brutal. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Horrible, That's man. Just about a million bucks. Greed. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so Joker set a new box office record. Um, it broke the all-time record for an October opener. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Was he, was ah, I give it a like a solid seven out of ten. Seven and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. I want to check it out. Just for his performance, I'll say, like Joaquin. Phoenix performance in that, as well as the atmosphere they created in the movie, like the the way they shot the city and the time, like the marquee, the stuff on the windows. It was very, like, uh, authentic, you know? Mm-hmm. Much like uh, Quentin Tarantino's latest movie, the one where it kind of goes back to the 70s, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Very, like, it's cool to watch them recreate that era with the cars, the stuff in the record stores, the marquees on the theater. Right. It's 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 cool to see that. Um, it was really well done, and it was more of like a, um, I'm not a big fan of superhero movies. I don't like yeah, there's com- no comic Batman book in stuff. The movie or nothing, huh? Well, no, Batman was in the movie. Oh, he was as a very young Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay, Just... and it shows that kind of story, like how they met and how their families became uh, kind of. Apparently, his mom worked for the Waynes in some kind of fashion. And mm-hmm. so he has this thing where he's going to the Waynes mansion to like talk about giving his mom his job back or mm-hmm. something that they owe him money or something that, you know, and so that's where he meets Bruce as a young kid in the thing. And he's, he's like, so he's uh, got a bitterness to that family, to the family, you know, and it kind of sets it up in a realistic, like believable way. It's not a stupid superhero, like, um, cheesy thing you know mm-hmm. it's a real and that's what was the whole cool thing about this movie was that it it made it very um just like you're watching a regular story like you didn't have to know anything about the joker the batman none of that stuff to just enjoy the kind of story that was being told but it is pretty extreme i mean the ending of it is very extreme and it's very polarizing film i could see how people are saying that it like you know could incite violence and things like that there's stuff in the movie that they, you know, do that like lone, people could misinterpret. Owners and people that are picked on and shit. And it definitely, like yes, that. it definitely kind of not justifies or anything like that, but um, it examines mental health in our society. Like, there's a, a scene and a storyline about this that he apparently was on medication and was seeking treatment and going to a therapist and that it was cut off eventually by the government for the the funding of it was cut off for okay. social services. So it's kind of a commentary on that, that if you cut off social services for it's stuff like, like that. that Mexican Joker from, from South Park. Huh? It, the way that South Park makes a joke about it, even though there is truth to it, that if you cut off some kind of funding like that for people who have mental issues, what do you expect those guys with mental issues to do? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you expect them to get help? 
And then, especially back in that setting of the 70s, where it was, like, very still lawless and kind of all over the place. Imagine being in a place like New York, where it was like that, where your mental health services got cut off. You're living in squalor. He's living with his mom, trying to make ends meet, trying to be a comedian. Has this totally dark, twisted sense of comedy, you know? Did you see uh, SNL... Uh, this last weekend, and they talked about it. What like was Pete, it? Pete Davidson made the joke, like he's like, did, he's like, did you see the Joker? Be nice to me, you know, like <laughs> he's talking to Colin. But then they did a spinoff on Oscar the Grouch called The oh, Grouch. Oh yeah, oh, no, really I gotta good, see that. Yeah. Fucking genius. And oh, who, who was hosting they that? They basically spoof Sesame Street. Is fucking a guy crazy. from Stranger Things, like the like. Oh, a, yeah, yeah, oh I missed it. Was on it. And, oh, um, I was at Aftershock. That's yeah, it was, right. the, it was the Grouch, Shit. and they're like, and the, he's like it. a garbage man. And the beginning's like, <laughs> he's like, no, I don't think it smells that bad. Like, and he's like taking <laughs> trash out, and, and and I don't know. They just he starts like going to a therapist, and then he asks them, hey, do me a favor, call me the Grouch, okay? And like he <laughs> lives in this trash can. And he's like scram at the end, you know, like Oscar <laughs> the Grouch. It's, that's awesome. And Sesame Street's like gone to shit. It's like there's Snuffleupagus as a pimp, <laughs> and like uh, there's like somebody doing drugs. It was really <laughs> funny. Good. That it's sounds so fucking good. awesome. It was very well done. So. Uh, who was the musical guest? Um, oh, no, not Ariana Grande. Was it Grande Taylor was Swift? Like... Was it? She was last time. It was somebody else. All right. Some pop star that was uh-huh. forgettable. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> check it out. That chick, huh? It was a good episode, though. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that chick. You know that chick yeah. that sings. That, that sings exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look at this uh, concept photo. This is what supposedly the new PlayStation Five is going to look like. Uh, uh, right. I thought that was a new Millennium Falcon or some shit. I know, yeah, right? It looks, like looks kind of crazy. It's furniture. got like, a, yeah, I don't know. It looks like a some kind of science fiction thing. But apparently, PlayStation coming out uh, and Xbox Scarlet is going to be the new Xbox as well. Holiday 2020, not this year, but next year. And apparently, uh, potential 8K resolutions on these things, mm-hmm. with uh, all kinds of crazy ass processors that are four times more powerful than the Xbox One X, which is the current thing that we have. They're saying it's supposed to be four times It'll, yeah. as fast and powerful as as what we currently have. Shit, no one's buying 8K TVs yet, really. I I didn't know that existed. Uh, Camila Cabello was the oh, that's right. musical guest, by the way. It oh, was there you go. weird. She did this her. whole like motif for the first song. It was like this Victorian thing that didn't oh weird it didn't connect tra- with the song. It didn't translate well. The the how do I say it? the set decoration? There was su- there was uh, uh, you were I just know. trying to figure out the whole time like what's the what connection the hell? To I'm the looking song. at it like because they're dressed in this you know uh, 14th century yeah. uh, Victorian situation, but then like the background like was just like big dresses some. I don't know, dance room mirrors or something. It I just weird. it just didn't go together. <laughs> it didn't translate through the TV at all. But Camila Cabello, we love you. <laughs> yeah. Love uh, but check it out. Uh, it sounds like interesting. I got to check it out. Um, all right, and something to check out is the new Ooh. new giant pumpkin. Look at this guy. Good grief. That's a giant pumpkin. It is a giant pumpkin, wow. isn't it? Uh, it's 2,295 <laughs> pound pumpkin gourd Sheesh. in New England. Uh, it was grown from a man from Connecticut and dwarf competition. Uh, here's the deal, though. It still didn't beat the world record. The pumpkin at this place that happened, um, I guess, uh, before is 2,600 pounds. At that place? Same place? Yeah, same. same the New England giant pumpkin way off. we feeding it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's all oblong. You got to give it, like... Good rotation as it's growing to keep it round. Yeah, that looks like crazy, roll it, right? Roll yeah, it a you quarter do. Turn a day. Yeah, you can't chunk that punk <laughs> pumpkin. You guys ever watch that pumpkin chunking? Pumpkin chunking. But that might oh, be too yeah, much yeah. wear and tear on the uh, on the root stem or whatever. I want to see the biggest jack o' lantern like intricate artwork done on. Now that would be impressive. Pumpkin. That's a good idea. You know? Yeah, like a whole fucking scene. Yeah. On one of those pumpkins, like you could Some carve out a could whole. Just go nuts on that a would giant be one. dope. I'm sure they've <laughs> done it. That would be awesome. Um, all right, sports minute this uh, this week. Um, the Washington Nationals beat the Cardinals. Uh, they swept the National League championship. I think is the American League still going on, or is that done yet? Do you know? Uh, you American know? League, yeah, we're still waiting for the Yankees to finish losing to the <laughs> <laughs> to all the right. Astros. All right, so um, that's still yet to be decided. Yeah, though, we, yeah. We, but we know that uh, the Nationals are in the. Yeah, they're series. in there. 
Uh, Green Day debuts their new song as the NHL theme. I don't know if you guys saw that, if you've been watching any hockey. Their new single, Ready, Aim, Fire, is apparently the theme for the NHL now, which is, yeah, that's a big deal, right? Right. Must have got a pretty penny for that one. Um, Oh, my goodness. So you heard about this XFL shit? Yeah, I got a lot to say about this. I'm not going to say all of it, though. No, say say what you want to say. It's all kinds of crazy rules, right? Like, there's, like, assigned quarterbacks, which is one of the craziest things that I saw. Which, well, I think it's very innovative, and I, I hope it does take off. But um, how do I say this? Uh, you know, it's it's like if you ha- if you date someone in high school, what you don't this? like you don't date them in your thirties. You know, <laughs> we already There's had this uh, situation. This came about eight teams on there. It had its thing, yeah. And I think it's it's Fucking played garbage. out now. But I, if but it, it takes seems off, like it's going through. Like yeah, they're going through with it. You're not going to get buy-in from me, someone who's already seen it, but. <laughs> If if the youth love it and it's better than the NFL or at least can compete and stay afloat, I hope it does well. But let's just talk about real quick about how these quarterbacks apparently they're going to be assigned to each team. It's they're they're not going to be able to choose who their quarterbacks are. That's really smart. And I'm asking who is choosing for the teams who the quarterbacks are. Yeah. Who's making that decision? Right. There's probably going to be a ranking system and. Yeah, you're going to get ranked in terms of uh, being able to read, in terms of being able to uh, release the ball, all that kind of stuff. But you're, you're they're saying they could, that this quarterback assignment thing could doom a team before it has a chance to pick a player it actually wants. Oh, I see. I didn't see it like that. I thought it would just be like, okay, well, we can't have, we want to have good entertainment every weekend since we're a, a smaller league. So let's make sure that each team has a chance to win by giving it a good. The quarterbacks are not quarterback. part of the draft. The, the actual draft will be separated into five different phases with skill players, offensive line, defensive front, all this stuff. But I don't know. It says it will be determined by a blind lottery instead of using a linear format like the NFL does. Wow. They're going with a snake draft. That means that the order reverses every round. So the teams that pick early in one round will pick late in the next one. I don't know who's putting money into this shit, but they're fixing to lose it all. It sounds yeah. crazy, right? Like I yeah. don't know, man. That's I don't know. Doesn't uh, doesn't your boy, the president, have something to do with this shit? <laughs> what? Oh, uh, he did the first time oh. around because they wouldn't let oh, him play. Oh yeah, the, they wouldn't have be, fucking retired. Oh, so they wouldn't let him have an NFL team back in the day. Yeah, uh-huh. he he took on them. Yeah, he wanted to do his own yeah, NFL. Um, I forget what they called it. It wasn't the XFL, but it was like the American Football League. Or no, that was the old thing. It was like called something else, and he wanted to do. And that's why he had that whole thing against the NFL. Remember when he was talking shit about, oh, you know, the commissioner of the NFL should suspend these players and blah, 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 and all the shit he was saying. And it was because he just, he's always hated the NFL, and he wanted to make his own money, and they shunned him. He bought a team. They, like, they, he bought a team in the 80s, and, mm-hmm. like, it went to shit. And They he, wouldn't let him buy a team. Yeah, or something like that, right? Yeah. Right. He, he tried black to. black players, sons of bitches. Yeah, well, and then he's done that with his uh, the way he's been a landlord, too. Oh, yeah. Horrible. Oh, dude, this yeah, was hilarious. Let me see if this can load. Oh, my God. No, this was so oh, funny. Dude, did you guys see this? The guy with the introduction? Yeah, with the Wheel of Fortune yeah, introduction. Like, I have did you a, see I've this? I've been cursed with this <laughs> and that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Also, as we're sitting here, I'm reading that. Uh, Let me load it up. Pat ahead, Mahomes just dislocated his knee in the middle of this uh, Who's game. Who's that? Uh, quarterback for the uh, Kansas City oh, Chiefs. Just oh, dislocated his knee? Yeah. They're hoping that that's what it is. It right be, now? Like, it as could be we're. Some torn tendons, yeah. Holy moly. And so, uh, you know, football is a dangerous game, so. It is, dude. You know, I've been seeing more injuries this year than as a casual fan yeah. than I've ever seen. Well, it's being. Played at a more in a more voracious style with Dude, bigger and faster are, athletes. Yeah, so and just, they're like ducking, they're ducking straight at you and going straight yeah. for the head or the knee. And it's just like it's wild, dude. Yeah, I'm watching it and I'm like, I don't know. I mean, do you think like if you had a kid, would you want him? No, as someone who played football, you for, played football for and you've coached in like high school and college. It's not, um, it's not for the faint of heart. I think that every summer, every football player has to tell themselves, okay, I can be horribly injured or uh, paralyzed or killed and I'm willing to do that and then you go play and then you just say it is what it is and you go play I don't want that I wouldn't want that for my kid 
yeah. at all. Go play tennis. Go play baseball. Go play basketball. Something else where yeah. you can. I didn't know that there was still CTE. be competitive yeah. and be physical, but not like a life threatening. It's a simple decision. I mean, I didn't know CTE existed when I was a kid. You know, I just yeah. thought it was a cool thing to do to be a warrior and be tough. Like but I it's see not a the stre- same anymore. Stretcher every week, huh? Yeah, every week. Well, it's a rare condition this day and age to find a beer made with krill caught in a cage. Krill and nutrition and a little lemon rind. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic krill inside these bottle walls. Because all I see is it's filtered with baleen. Real krill bursting out of everything. Krill Reserve Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea Krill Reserve Alright, check it out. We got it queued up now. This was, this was a contestant on Wheel of Fortune. You know how they do the intros and everybody always gives like this yeah. cheesy ass intro like a- I'm a loving family and I'm a mother of five and I love my kids at home and my dogs and mm-hmm. hey Johnny <laughs> you know. Alright, so check this guy's intro out. <laughs> this is great. Uh, did I have it muted? Oh, I do. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me start it over. Come on, Pat. Say Jack. Oh, is it going to... It's going to load for a minute. Hold on. Come on, man. Uh, okay. <laughs> She's already... Oh my god. <laughs> One more time oh. for the people. Oh my god. Told Battle Axe. Oh my god, Patsy Jack is probably like, I'm drunk but anyway. They, funny. they said on the break, like he, he clarified joking. he was totally joking. He loves oh his kids and his family more than anything, but mm-hmm. it was it was hilarious. Wow. I thought it was like good for him, you know, to take that opportunity to do something. Way to like, switch things up, my like friend. Be funny and shit, <laughs> you know. Oh my a, god. Trapped uh, in a loveless marriage. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no thank you to this. Okay, yeah, check it out, LJ. You want to? Let's no. go do this, huh? Mm-mm. The world's largest Ouija board. Don't is, go there. Don't go there. It's currently pass. in Salem. It's uh, in All Salem, Massachusetts. All the witches are going to come out. Uh, it's called Ouijazilla. <laughs> uh, it's three thousand one hundred sixty-eight square feet. Has anybody in here ever used one of those things? No. no. Once Board. in six I don't think now. I would ever do it. Did you feel anything? We had a seance. No, but my brother jumped out at us. From oh, yeah. The you guys tried to do something <laughs> in the backyard. Yeah. You guys were doing that. Yeah, we we scared you guys. Yeah, yeah. So that's right. That's all BS. So I think I had somebody else there with me. Adam and Greg. From next Maybe. Door. And we, we tried to scare you. You guys were out there. And we came out there. Yeah. When it was all quiet. We, I don't what even we know do? what we asked. Like, we were trying to like bring back Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, or some <laughs> summon Edgar Allan Poe. Like you guys had like uh, candles and stuff, Scary and they were doing this. That was so funny, you know. Yeah. Like it was well, like well, it, it was the craft. It but was yeah, cool remember the, the craft? Right, that right, movie, right. the craft. Of course, yeah. And like uh, that. that whole gothic, you know, super cool. The crow, yeah. yeah. Hocus pocus. <laughs> remember yeah. the crow. And then there's hocus pocus. Yeah. Um, what's Sabrina the witch? Sabrina oh, Sabrina the teenage, teenage witch. Oh yeah. That was pretty. The new one is very dark. Compared oh, really? To the old one was like just Melissa Joan Hart and her talking cat. Yeah. And this one is like actually <laughs> like scary, I think, the new one. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, the cat's kids. actually a fucking yeah. savage vampire. Yeah, everything and for you. Sabrina was like always feeds, like on, feeds on the young. Sarcastic, you know, funny cat. But, uh, yeah, the cat scary. was like, yeah, it was like, hey, like, it's like some funny oh, guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what's going on? I've been around forever. I'm cynical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. He's seen it all. I've been around for thousands of years. Naturally. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. All right, so weekly what the fuck here also. Look at this. Glenn Livett is introducing scotch in capsules. That is a little capsule of apparently like it's so thin it just dissolves in your mouth. 
when you have a little, it's like a little shot of liquor. Like a Tide Pod. Yeah, full it's of... like a Tide Pod of liquor. <laughs> it's gr- that's it gross. says it's the capsule collection. This is real. And they're saying, quote, no ice, no stirrer, no glass. We're redefining how whiskey can be enjoyed. Uh, I'm reminded of the term alcoholism. (laughs) (laughs) Or, yeah, like lawsuit. How about, like, kids, like, actually, you know? What the fuck, dude? Here's your whiskey lifesaver, you piece of shit. Especially after that candy vapor move that they're making. That ain't gonna fly. Shit looks just like a little candy. Okay. Okay, also, okay, so let's do um, Halloween. Okay, this is a good one. Uh, Halloween, worst worst Halloween candy. What do you think is your worst, if you had to choose, worst Halloween candy out of all the Halloween candy that's out there? Well, I don't I'm like looking candy. at your candy bowl, and one of my least favorites is in it. Oh, <laughs> Mounds? Mounds? Mounds and Almond Joys. Oh, I, you don't I, like I the just, coconut, huh? I, I don't. I uh, mean, I, no, actually, coconut, I like coconut some things, you know, but I don't know. Just I not just, that, huh? It's not that they're horrible; they're just my least favorite. Okay, fair enough. So, Carmen, of course, what do you have think? a Kit Kat or Snickers. I am not a fan of Smarties. Smarties, those oh are yeah, gross. those are garbage. I hate or Necco any, wafers. Like, yeah, like those, those old fucking Necco wafers, you know? Or like a the circus fuck is that? peanut or something. Yeah, those, those circus squishy peanut orange yeah. things. LJ. Mm, yeah, well, yeah. aside from people trying to be healthy and give you like an apple or some like I don't know some <laughs> puree of <laughs> no actual bar. candy though beans and shit. Uh, Hard candy like Smarties or uh, what are those? You know those hard candies that come in like a like a wristband mm-hmm. or like they're in a tube of oh, uh-huh. c- cylindrical bullshit. Not a fan of those. Any hard <laughs> candy, I should all be chocolate and caramel and chewy. Yeah, Anything yeah. else is ridiculous. All right, well, so is here circus peanuts. Circus yeah, peanuts. look at so the gross. number one worst Halloween candy according to the survey is candy corn. Number Not two, good. circus mm-hmm. peanuts. Number three are those stupid black and orange wrapped peanut butter things. You know, they're, yeah. they're called what? peanut butter kisses or something, and yeah. it's like this peanut butter nougat chewy stuff. Yeah, It's almost like taffy. They're like, the, we'd be good, but we're not. Yeah. Sorry. You remember those wax cola uh, yeah. bottles? I like those. Yeah. those they're gross. I don't you understand like those. those. Yeah. They're gross. I don't understand them. But I like them. Yes. They're, they don't gross, taste but good. I like them. Can you explain them? Do you, is it, what do you, oh, do you chew licorice. them or do you yeah, open them like up and drink squishy, them? like a gusher. Bite off the top and then like pour it in your mouth like it's a tiny little drink. But there's no chewing of the wax at <laughs> you all. You can eat the wax. You can eat the wax. Is it good? Does it taste good? No, it's horrible. And then we got Necco wafers. I can't say I've ever had those. <laughs> no, wax. Smarties is on oh. there. Black licorice. Yeah. Good oh and God. plenty. Bitto oh, honey. Good and plenty. Those oh. Bitto honey ones. Those are trash. <laughs> Tootsie rolls. Good and plenty. Yeah. Uh, I like right. Starburst. Yo, but it, it, mm-hmm. that, I think that's I think that's like a big division where it's candy corn. Like some people love it, some people. Yeah. Love it. All right. Oh, well, I'm and not, that yeah, a candy corn from well, I don't trick or treat anyways. <laughs> but candy corn from somebody that's passing out candy corn. What does it come in? Like a little right? Those little tiny yeah, packets a little it. packet of it's it like or something. Five of them in there something and that squished. Yeah, it's like bag. a little plastic thing, like a little fruit snack like thing. If I bought it myself and it came in a bigger thing and I could. <laughs> they just like p- pick up a big old yeah, handful. Get a handful of it, dump yeah, it in your bag, all like, loose. Yeah, yes, <laughs> loose candy corn. It seems like they're always in a bag with like someone's zip tie fucking thing yeah. on top or some shit. Yeah, all right, you, if you go, or you go to the rich uh, place and they just give you the uh, five ounce bags, uh, <laughs> the full on yeah. sizes. All right, so the, what are the top five though? What are your favorites? Top five Halloween candies. You know, Starburst. it's going to be all those. Starburst. Carmen says Starburst. It's going to be Snickers, Starburst, uh, Kit Kat. What do you think's number one? Reese's this year. Um, It changed from last year. It's not Reese's. Maybe Reese's. I don't know. Can I? Can I? Reese's what? Peanut butter cups or pieces? Okay, cups. Yeah. Go ahead. Snickers or yeah. (laughs) Snickers or Sour Patch Kids. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah, those are popular. About Sour Patch Packs. What do you say, Aaron? Every year, Are you for your number one. Some gummy candy. It's got to be. If it changed from last year, I'm assuming last year was Snickers. So I'm gonna go with. <laughs> Damn, I was gonna say Kit Kat, but I'm gonna agree with Carmen and say Reese's. People love those spooky cups. It is Reese's this yeah. year. Yeah. Snickers, Snickers, Snickers had okay. a significant drop. So I was right. That was one and two. Poor Snickers. Oh, Both of those I forgot have about peanuts. M&M's. Kit Kat was four. <laughs> yeah, See, apparently. Candy corn's in the top five. Yeah, I know, Starburst right? And then Starbucks, Starburst in there at number seven. Tootsie Hated Pops, though. Hated number two. Nobody eat Tootsie Pops. Tootsie Pops. Get the fuck out of here. Stupid owl. Stupid hard candy. Yeah. No hard candies. 
Three. <laughs> Chewy candies only. Yeah. yeah. This poll was conducted tel- via telephone, so <laughs> it's not really... By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of the Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.